What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome. Not sure if you knew this, but we're in a war against an evil faction that just won't quit. But little do they know, with Christ Jesus in our heart, we will win this war because this is the Lord's fight. We are firm, we're steadfast, and we're uncompromising. As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hard Line. Let's get started. The U.S. corporation, the U.S. military, uh, the Joint Chiefs, the flag officers, the the provost marshal, the inspector general, and others, and all the agents and actors, this is the public notice that we gave as people in assembly October 8th of 2013. Now, before we start, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping here, a couple show notes. Please visit our website at www.hishardline.com. There you'll find a, uh, not so much a blog, but there's a post. There's a, a, a link there called uh, HHL Post. That's kind of my little version of um, social media because I don't really do social media. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Instagram. I do Gab. Um, I will post over there when I think about it. I also am on Telegram. I do have the links there on the media page if you want to check them out and follow those channels. Um, what I have advertised on the media page is all I have. So if you see any accounts, which I'm not even big enough for that yet, um, <laughs> but if down the road, if it does grow to a point to where people want to start making imposter accounts, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram, I'm not, I'm not on LinkedIn or YouTube. Um, what you see on the media page is all that you'll see. That's all I'm on. That's it. And so, yeah, that you'll find that all at uh, hishardline.com. And, um, again, just to kind of go over just a quick lineup of how the shows will run through. The His Hardline discussions for right now are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Those are the longer shows. Those are the shows that I go into more discussion. I go into further discussion about things that are related to the assembly or to what's really kind of going on with, you know, today's world. But I try to really keep it assembly based because that is the only thing, the only subject that I know I can talk about that I know to be true. That is the really, honestly, the the main way forward, the only way forward to getting our country back. I know a lot of you are sick of what's going on out there. You're sick of seeing what DC's doing, what Biden is doing, and you know you're sick and tired of seeing all these gaffes and you know Biden up there freaking making these outlandish statements that the White House has to try to freaking do damage control and you know walk back. I know you guys are sick of it because I'm sick of it. It's a clown show for crying out loud. 
And so, yeah, the his hardline discussions are going to be focused primarily on the assemblies. But we'll also discuss other subjects that are relevant. Sometimes we'll veer off a little bit away from the assemblies and we'll talk about something that's more life related. Maybe I'll tell you some crazy stories from my past, something that might be able to help you guys, you know, whoever listens, you know, maybe prevent you from making the same mistakes that I made. Today, I want to do a quick reading out of Isaiah chapter 49, verse 8. This is something that actually really resonates and that you'll find on the National Assembly, national-assembly.net website. And it is, I swear, the scripture that um, fits us. And it says, Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor, I answer you. On the day of salvation, I help you. I form you and set you as a covenant for the people to restore the land and allot the devastated heritage. Heritage is. It's very powerful. And I'm going to read that again because it is that relevant and that powerful. And again, it says, thus says the Lord in a time of favor, I answer you on the day of salvation. I help you. I form you and set you as a covenant for the people to restore the land and allot the devastated heritage heritages. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that word. The assembly lives by that verse right there because we pray daily for favor from God. And we believe he is answering because of the progress that we are now making. No matter what stumbling stones that Satan tries to throw in front of us, we are making progress. And yes, we will have the day of salvation. We know God is helping us. He is forming us. He is setting that covenant for his people as we make the covenant, not just to him, but to our fellow men and women, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we will get this land restored and place God back at the top of the throne where he belongs. But this corporation that touts themselves as the government has done a splendid job of taking God and the Bible out of the public square. They did a great job taking them out of schools, damn near almost out of churches. I mean... They, they shut down most of America and most of the churches in 2020. Who would have thought we'd ever see a world like that? My wife's grandfather, who is in his low 90s, I think he's 94 now. He served in the military. He was on the tail end of World War II. And I asked him when, when the world was shut down back in, you know, two years ago. I asked him, I said, Elgin, have you ever seen anything like this in your lifetime? And he shook his head, no. Never seen anything this nutty. It speaks volumes because that man is almost a century old and he has never seen anything that crazy. Guys, what we saw in 2020 expedited the wake-up process, the great awakening among not just in America, but the people around the world. We've been under a spell under these Luciferians that embed themselves as quote unquote leaders in the government. <clears throat> and this has been not just a centuries old problem, but it's been a millennia 
problem. It's been going on for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years. And so, when the people formed their assembly in Michigan, for starters, and they got organized, and I'm going to go over, I think, on Thursday, I'm going to go over, because I did this in the beginning when I first started this podcast, a I kind of want to go over kind of like a short compendium, like a, a, a summary of the quick history of what happened starting all the way back to 1213 AD with the Treaty of Verona and leading all the way up to present day and everything in between in a matter of 30 minutes and what has transpired, why it has transpired, why it's relevant then and why it's relevant now. I did do an episode like that, but somehow it got deleted. It was one of the first episodes I did in the first week. I lost literally a first week's worth of uh, podcasts. So I might do that again because it is very important that people hear that. So in October 8th, 2013, <clears throat> excuse me, an open letter was written and public notice was given to the following. The U.S. military, the Pentagon Joint Chiefs, Flag Officers, Provost Marshal, Inspector General, and Office of Management and Budget, the U.S. Corporation and its agents and actors. And we gave them public notice. And this is what it reads. And this is very important. You need to hear this. This is very important. Maybe it, oh, it will make sense after you hear this. After you hear what I'm about to read to you, maybe what you are seeing happening in the world today, in our nation, Maybe it'll make sense to you because, listen, whether if you're half awake or all the way awake or just barely squinting your eyes open and just barely getting out of REM sleep, one thing is for certain, a lot of you are feeling something is off and things aren't what they seem to be. So... I'm going to read this. I need you to pay attention because this is very important. This is, again, this was, this was written. This was a public notice, and this was given to the U.S. military, the Pentagon Joint Chiefs, the Flag Officers, Provost Marshal, Inspector General, the Office of Management and Budget, U.S. Corporation, and its actors and agents. And this is what it reads. We, the people who are the civilian authority with the superior lawful standing over the U.S. Corporation, also known as the United States Corporation, and authority over the U.S. military acting under the original jurisdiction of the United States Constitution, 1789, Bill of Rights, 1791, with the original 13th Amendment, which removes persons who have accepted an entitlement from holding public office as the United States of America Republic form of government, de jure standing as the true form of government, is proud to announce and notice the following effective immediately. 
and yes, immediately was all capitalized. The purpose of this writing is to add the next pieces to the graphical explanation of the relationships between the U.S. corporation to straw man and to us, the living, breathing men and women who occupy the geographical lands of the de jure constitutional government for the United States of America. We want to know that our borders are watched and we are protected when we come and go either on pleasure or business. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to pause there for a second. Keep in mind, these are orders. These are orders and decrees that we gave the following. Okay, because at this point, this is where the process of returning to self-governance begins. Continuing. We want to make sure we have a roof over our head. Good food not GMO to eat. And the people who represent us at state and federal levels are looking out for us and not their personal pocketbooks. I want to read that whole paragraph real quick without a pause. We want to know that our borders are watched and we are protected when we come and go either on pleasure or business. We want to make sure we have a roof over our head, good food, not GMO to eat. And the people who represent us at a state and federal levels are looking out for us and not their personal pocketbooks. I know we're hearing a lot in the news and remember, be careful of the source. And yes, there are some podcasters out there talking about it. I hear them. I honestly think now we keep hearing news out there. And I, I use the word news loosely that we are headed for a engineered food scarcity, food shortage. Why? Because that's what the cabal and the deep state want. In order to control the masses worldwide, they need to control the food. I got news for you. It's going to be very hard for them because there are certain areas of the military out there that are fulfilling these orders. Don't be fear, don't be scared and have these fear tactics play into your heart. As you listen to the news and some of these podcasters, I hear them out there. Listen, take a look at, and again, I'm, I'm pausing here for a second. Take a look around at your local area. What are you seeing? I'll tell you what I'm seeing. I still see food on the shelves. And yes, sometimes it's bare in certain areas. Like one day the bacon was completely gone. And then the next week we went grocery shopping. It was like, boom, stocked back up again. You got to remember, these stores are having a hard time getting people to come in to stock the shelves. The grocery store we go to uses a third-party company. You got to remember, it's hard for drivers to get food to and from places because there is a driver shortage. There always has been, even before 2020, before the whole COVID hoax started, right? There's always been... A driver shortage. So you got to remember, 
yes. Are we going to see little disruptions in our supply chain? Absolutely. I truly believe that. Am I saying that you shouldn't prepare and have extra storehouses of food in your home for yourselves and your family? I'm not saying that. You should prepare. Always have extra. You should always prepare, no matter what. Especially if you live in a state that's prone to natural disaster like blizzards or hurricanes or tornadoes, earthquakes. You should always be prepared. Continuing. So we want to disconnect ourselves from the U.S. corporation both personally, state, and federal lies. So the questions are many, and what should we be aware of to disconnect? On March 27, 1861, seven southern states walked out of the Union along with several other northern states under sine die. Sidebar, that means without a date. That's Latin, and it stands for without a date. They, they walked out and they did not put a date of when they were going to reconvene. Continuing, thus breaking the contract between the Federation and Union states. The states seceding from the Union were South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. This event caused the contract, which consisted of the Articles of Confederation, the Organic Constitution of 1789, and the Bill of Rights of 1791, to be breached. Another little side note, guys. I know this may not sound fun to listen to, but I'm going to tell you, stick with this. Listen to it in its entirety, because it's very important with where we're going at in the future. If you never paid attention to history like myself when you were in high school, pay attention now because this is very, very, very important. Continuing. Upon breaking this contract, the following happened. The Union of States relationship was suspended and the United States of America was suspended, suspended in its existence. Not dissolved, it was suspended. Article 1 states... And this is all from a, a case, a court case, I believe, in South Carolina, North Carolina. But Article 1 states, legislation was suspended under Parliament, Congress. Congress ceased to exist as a lawful body, and all lawful republic governmental seats were vacant. That's fact. Article 2, executive branch was suspended. Office of president was suspended. Office of president was vacant. President had no authority to declare war. And at this point, the then sitting president had no power, no authority. His position as president was suspended and considered vacant by the de jure Republic constitutional government. A little sidebar here. That would be Abraham Lincoln. And you know what I've noticed lately in a lot of movies, even on Pure Flix, and I've noticed this actually also. I've also noticed this in regular Hollywood movies, but even Pure Flix too. I notice the portrait of Abraham Lincoln often. There's always a reference or a portrait of Abraham Lincoln and a lot of these movies in the background. It's very interesting. Just a little sidebar there. Continuing, Article 3, judicial courts were also suspended. Article 3, judicial seats are vacated. Now, on April 15th, 1861, President Lincoln <clears throat> executed the first executive order written by any president, Executive Order 1. And the executive order orders are not constitutional, However, it is perceived as law by the use of television propagating the deception. This is not correct. An executive order is the memo method of communicating between departments of a corporation and is not the law of the land. 
When Congress eventually did reconvene, it was reconvened under the military authority of the commander-in-chief and not by rules of order for parliamentary bodies or by constitutional law, placing the American people under martial rule ever since that national emergency declared by President Lincoln. Yeah, we've been living under martial rule. Continuing, the Constitution for the United States of America temporarily ceased to be the law of the land. Very important you hear this. I'm going to repeat that. The Constitution for, remember when I talked about that? There's a difference between the Constitution for and of the United States. Your pocket constitutions, if you have one, will say the Constitution of the United States. Uh -uh, wrong one. That's the one that unshackles our public officials from uh, regulations and restrictions and basically keeps them in check. The Constitution for the United States of America temporarily ceased to be the law of the land, and the President, Congress, and courts unlawfully presumed that they were free to remake the national government in their own fashion, whereas lawfully no constitutional provisions were in place which afforded power or authority to en enact any of the actions which were taken, which presumed to place the nation under the new form of federal government control. So basically what they did is they just decided to make their own little corporation and call it government. It's basically what that is. It's as if like McDonald's came in and said, oh, we're running the show now. It's basically what it is in layman's terms. Now, continuing on April 17th, 1861, and over the next five weeks, seceding from the Union were the additional states of Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, totaling 11 Confederate states. In 1862, the Unlawful Congress redefined the word person as a legal term of art, creating a fictional entity, fictional characterization, a straw man, corporate entity. The definition of a person is a fictional characterization which allowed the Unlawful Congress to say that, that you can create, you can control. In 1864, the Unlawful Congress redefining the word state to be District of Columbia. They are setting a pattern for that that you can create, you can control. In Webster's Dictionary, 1828, the definition for Columbia as a noun is America. The United States, a poetical appellation given in honor of Columbus, the discoverer. Furthermore, the definition used today in U.S. corporation speeches, law, statutes, court systems for person, fictional characterization, and state district of Columbia are hereby repealed, revoked, and terminated because these words were redefined. Hear me. These words were redefined by an unconstitutional Congress to be used to entrap the living, breathing, flesh and blood man and or woman into debt slavery by the 14th Amendment. This is spoken by the we the people of the de jure constitutional government for the United States of America. The definition for person and for state as per Webster's Dictionary 1828. Here it is. Person. It's a noun. It's Latin for persona. Said to be compounded of per through or by and sonus meaning sound a latin word signifying primarily a mask used by actors on the state an individual human being consisting of body and soul we apply the word to living beings only possessed of a rational nature the body when dead is not called a person it is applied alike to a man woman or child 
A person is a thinking, intelligent being. It's also used as a verb, a transitive verb, to represent a, as a person, to make, to resemble, to image. Not in use. Now, the word state is a noun. It's Latin for to stand, to be fixed. Condition the circumstances of a being or thing at any given time. These circumstances may be internal, constitutional, or peculiar to the being, or they may have relation to other beings. We say the body is in, sound, in a sound state, or it is in a weak state, or it has just recovered from a feeble state. The state of his health is good. The state of his mind is favorable for study. So we may say the state of public affairs calls for existence for the exercise of talents and wisdom. In regard to foreign nations, our affairs are in good state. So we say single state and married state declare the past and present state of things. And then also as a transitive verb, it means to set, to settle, to express the particulars of anything verbally, to represent fully in words, to narrate, to recite the witnesses stated all the circumstances of the transaction. They are enjoined to state all the particulars. It is the business of the advocate to state the whole case. Let the question be fairly stated. As we continue with the forementioned timeline, the U.S. corporation continues to attack the vacant seats of the de jure constitutional government, its people, and the lands by writing executive orders, acts, and treaties created by the U.S. corporation that starts with the Act of 1871, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, sidebar, pausing here for a minute, the Act of 1871 was voided. Why? Because section 17, and I forgot what page it was on, but section 17 in the act of 1871 was breached. And we'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday. Now, continuing, creating the District of Columbia. So here it is. So yeah, acts and treaties created by the U.S. Corporation that starts with the act of 1871, thus creating the District of Columbia and defining it as a state while the Union states are redefined as territories under the District of Columbia. The Pan-American Treaty of 1226-1933, that was uh, 49 Statute 3097, I believe. Let's see, Treaty Series 881 and the International Organization Immunities Act of 12-9-1945, since all of these acts and treaty references were created by an unconstitutional government. We the people are not obligated nor bound by these unconstitutional instruments. That the Pan-American Treaty of 1226-1933 and the Treaty Series 881, which is the Convention on Rights and Duties of States, stated Congress replaced statutes with international law, placing all states under international law, a.k.a. maritime law or the law of the water, law of the sea. We've discussed this already at great length in previous episodes, ladies and gentlemen. If you go back to previous episodes, you'll see what is, there's a title. What is maritime law? I discussed that. Maritime law is the same as international law. Listen to it. It'll make a little bit more sense. Continuing. That the International Organization Immunities Act of 12-9-1945, Congress relinquished every public office over to the UN. Whoa. Did you hear that? Congress relinquished every public office over to the UN. Local governments up to the president. Yes, I said local governments. That means our local municipalities all the way up to the presidency and the federal government fall under UN jurisdiction. That means our state police fell under UN jurisdiction. That meant our 
our mayors fell under UN jurisdiction. President, yes. How does that make you feel as an American? That Congress, the unconstitutional Congress, relinquished and basically gave up all the public offices to the UN, United Nations. Congress gave the UN the right to dictate what laws will be international and gave them the right to tax the states. Are you paying attention? I'm trying to read this very clearly, but with precise emphasis on certain areas that you should really hone in on. I need you to pay attention now. That the International Reorganization Rescind Act, Congress put this into form, but they never took action to rescind the act. Fairly recently, an Ohio judge filed suit claiming that Congress did not have the right to relinquish government authority over to the UN, a corporation or also known as a foreign country, and that the Congressional Act was a constitutional violation because they didn't put it into they didn't put it to the states or the people to agree on it. Do you ever remember voting on that? Because I sure as hell don't. Continuing. In 2005, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the case. Therefore, all public offices are still under U.N. jurisdiction and they are not American citizens. Furthermore, the action by the U.S. corporation has been fraudulent in representation of the people of the United States of America, as well as taking advantage of minors. Do you st are you starting to see why we have such a big pedophilia problem within, quote-unquote, our government? Are you starting to see the connection with Pizzagate and D.C.? Are you starting to comprehend why Biden, he's not even president, let me make you, let me set the record straight for you people out there, but why Biden wanted to swear in Kentanji freaking Jackson Brown, whatever her name is, if it, whatever, she's a monster. I mean, she is so easy, and there's so many cases when she sat on the bench where she was easy on child predators and sex offenders and, and child porn offenders. She was easy on them and gave them in every case the most minimal sentencing. Is it starting to make sense to you? Fraudulent in representation of the people of the United States of America as well as taking advantage of minors. The individual who represents this corporation are not we the people's government and these individuals are by lawful governing considered to be corporate contractors also known as actors, who do not represent the political will of the people. Yes, actors. That's why we keep hearing you're watching a show. They are not our government officials. They are actors. And right now, the veil is being lifted, and we're seeing who they really are and what they are. Continuing, we the people do hereby declare the U.S. corporation governs nothing since they are nothing more than an unlawful criminal organization. The U.S. corporation is physically bound to White House, also known as the CEO office and Capitol building, also known as the board of directors office on the land they call the District of Columbia. They have no, no 
authority over the people or lands of the United States of America or the District of Columbia. Furthermore, all adhesion contracts are suspended and revoked due to the fraudulent actions by U.S. corporation and banking industry against the living, breathing, flesh, and blood men and women of the United States of America. Adhesion contract examples, and this is, keep in mind, not a complete list, but minor. So, you know, needing a certified birth certificate or bonded paper on bonded paper, social security number and a driver's license, adults, some of the contract, um, um, adhesion contracts are marriage licenses, voter registration, licenses, licenses, contractor, usage of zip code, USPS, FEMA, green address, um, address plates for mailboxes. The IRS income filing signature binds a person to pay unconstitutional taxes, which is a fraudulent act. Since taxation repealed in 1939, taxation without representation and not disclosing taxation is voluntary. And then there's other, which is the autograph line on personal checks is a microprinted is microprinted by banking industry, further binding parties to debt mortgages with no jurisdiction representation and much more. Furthermore, the Bretton Woods Agreement Act with the Association of the U.S. Corporation with the Crown, the Rothschilds Banking Cartel, the IMF, also known as the International Monetary Fund, are all foreign entities and unconstitutional and are suspended and revoked by we the people of the de jure constitutional government for the United States of America. A Bretton Woods Agreement Act International Monetary Fund, the World Bank Group, as amended through uh, PL 112-74, and that was enacted December 23rd, 2011. An act to provide for the participation of the United States in the IMF and the International Bank for Re Reconstruction and Development. Be it enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled. This act may be cited as the Bretton Woods Agreement Act, which is the acceptance of membership. Now, Section 222 U.S. Code 286, the president is hereby authorized to accept membership for the United States in the International Monetary Fund, here and after referred to as the fund, and in and in the International Bank for Reconstruction and Development, here and after, referred to as the bank, provided for articles of agreement of the fund and the articles of agreement of the bank as set forth in the final act of the United Nations Monetary and Financial Conference, dated July 22, 1944, and deposited in the archives of the Department of State. Now, as for the appointment of governors and executive directors and alternates, Section 3.122 U.S. Code 286A states the president, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, shall appoint a governor of the fund who shall also serve as governor of the bank and an executive director of the fund and an executive director of the bank. The executive directors so appointed shall also serve provisional executive directors of the fund and the bank for the purposes of the respective articles of agreement. And the term of the office for the governor of the fund and the bank shall be five years. 
The term of office for the executive director shall be two years, but the executive director shall remain in office until their successors have been appointed. The president, by and with the advice and consent of the Senate, shall appoint an alternate for the governor of the fund and an alternate for the governor of the bank. Two, the president, by and with the advice of the consent of the Senate, shall appoint an alternate. Now, this is very important. I bolded this for a reason. Now, pay attention. I know a lot of that last couple paragraphs are pretty boring, but listen up. Listen. Furthermore, the United Nation ha- has the United Nations has been given direct orders to stand down and to leave the Republic State of New York and the entire geographical lands known as the United States of America. No department of our government shall report to a foreign agency or foreign agent. United Nations' failure to comply shows their intent to continue to carry forward the criminal agenda 21 of mass murder of people in the United States of America and the world. It is the duty and obligation of the military to remove these criminal power seekers from our lands. We the people now understand that we have been fooled, manipulated, and coerced by fraudulent acts committed by Abraham Lincoln and the U.S. Corporation through their adhesion contracts from for their financial gains. Did you just hear what I just read right there, ladies and gentlemen? The United Nations' failure to comply shows their intent to continue to carry forward the criminal agenda 21 we've all heard this the agenda 21 of mass murder of people in the united states of america and the world it is the duty and obligation of the military to remove these criminal power seekers from our land we the people now understand that we have been fooled manipulated and coerced by fraudulent acts committed by abraham lincoln and the u.s corporations through their adhesion contracts for their financial gains does any of this make sense? Why we saw COVID? Are you start? Are you starting to connect the the dots? I'm trying to not say freaking and crap as much anymore. It's not nice. But are you starting to connect? Are you starting to connect the dots? Agenda twenty one was about the mass murder of people in the United States of America and the world. Now keep in mind, this letter was sent. Back in the year 2013, the reason it's called Agenda 21, I believe, if I recall correctly, this is my assumption, was that it was supposed to take place in the year 2021. And then I also heard it as Agenda 2030, and then I heard that it was supposed to take place in 2030. But what happened? Self-government is governing by we the people started rising up. Hence why you started seeing all this crazy Trump derangement syndrome when he took office. And the people started coming more into power. That's why you kept hearing him speak about in in his speeches, the power will be returned back to the people. We're going to continue on here. I'm sorry this is long, but this is almost done. But you have to listen to this. This is very important. I can't stress this enough. Furthermore, talking about the Pope here now. Furthermore, the Pope... On July 11th, an effective September 1, 2013, issued an apostolic apostolic letter issued moto proprio of the Supreme Pontiff Francis on the jurisdiction of the judicial authorities of Vatican City State in criminal matters. 
Pope Francis' apostolic letter effectively stripped away the immunity of all judges, attorneys, government officials, and all entities established under the Roman Curia. Since all corporations are established under the Roman Curia, they have their immunity stripped away, including their C-level, executive-level, Office of General Counsel, and significant operational staff. All of these persons can be held accountable for war crimes, crimes against humanity, for the unlawful restrictions of the liberties of the Divine Spirit incarnate, for failure to settle the accounts, for continued prosecution of claims already settled, etc., Definition, divine spirit is humanity. Over the past several years, there has been a great and powerful movement by the patriots and others to take back our unalienable rights. Pronouns as unalienable or said not alienable right. This means no one can take these from us as per the Bible and our forefathers. To stand up to the Republic, stand up the Republic once again and dissolve the U.S. corporation and rid ourselves of the banking cartel who direct the central banking wars for profit. On October 21st, 2012, a group of living, breathing men and women met with a specific intent to recede our federal government. They did recede our United States of America as a sovereign nation once again. Along with that comes the reinstatement of the contract between federal and union states or nation states. We the people stand once again under the de jure constitution gover go constitutional government republic form of government, which represents the people of this great land known as the United States of America. The offices that have sat vacant since March 27, 1861 are now being filled with men and women, men and women from this nation. We're on the last stretch, ladies and gentlemen. Stick with me because this is important. This is beautiful. By the political will of we the people, we hereby claim the following. Revocation of all the unconstitutional acts, treaties, proclamations, etc. since March 27, 1861. Hmm. After reading that, it also means that treaty for Antarctica that is like made among 180 nations. Can't wait to see that one removed. Next bullet point. The law of the land is Geneva and King James Bible. Common law. Articles of Confederation. The Organic Constitution of 1789. The Bill of Rights of 1791. And Northwest Ordinance. These laws apply to all 50 nation states. Next bullet point, U.S. Corporation is confined to the geographical area called the District of Columbia. The U.S. Corporation is physically bound to the White House, the CEO office and Capitol building, the Board of Directors office. Are you starting a little sidebar here? Do you, are you starting to understand why they're putting up a huge wall around the White House in D.C.? Are you starting to understand why? Are you starting to understand and comprehend the fact why the truckers 
were driving around in the convoy around DC, people kept saying, oh, well, it's not really doing anything. No, symbolically, it is. It's letting them know, we know. We have control of this nation. Don't listen to some of them podcasters out there that focus on Canada. Don't listen to some of them podcasters out there that say, oh, the trucker's convoy's not doing anything. There's some very prominent podcasters out there that I used to listen to. Not so much anymore these days. Every once in a while I tune in because I have to see exactly what kind of nonsense they're putting out there to the public. And when I say they're getting millions and millions of downloads, they're getting millions of downloads. People that I thought were actually righteous, and now I'm starting to think otherwise. Next bullet point. And I'm not going to name names, but you can probably guess between the lines. Somebody out there who is specialized in informational warfare. And he's openly admitted that. The U.S. corporation has no authority over the people or lands of the United States of America and the people or land of the District of Columbia. Revoke in next bullet point, the revocation of all adhesion contracts by the U.S. corporation due to their fraudulent actions against we the people. Against the people, excuse me. I like this one. The IRS and Federal Reserve are associated with U.S. Corporation and IMF, which have no authority to operate on the lands of the United States of America. Next bullet point. The de jure constitutional government declares martial law over the U.S. Corporation in the land known as Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. will be patrolled by the United States military and militias of the United of the states assigned to do so. We, the people, will consider criminal charges against all the actors, agents, and their supporting staff as far back as necessary. It is the political will of we, the people. Notice to agent is notice to principle. If you're listening to this, and if you work in this de facto quote-unquote government, if you committed crimes against humanity, against children, if you work for the news outlet and you were complicit in spreading propaganda, I want to assure you that with the people in assembly, we make up the grand juries. The grand juries belong to us. We, the people that are a part of the grand juries, are the highest court in the land. And yes, that goes above the Supreme Court. I hate to break it to you. Go read your Seventh Amendment in the Bill of Rights. We're going to be holding many, many people accountable. Many. Did I say many or did I say millions? There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be held accountable. If you were a nurse, complicit in not getting this bioweapon they call a vaccine for COVID... All the while, you were so worried about not getting it yourself that you felt it necessary to still stick around your job 
and jab people with this bioweapon. To all the physician assistants out there, to the doctors, nurses, media, teachers. school board members. If you are complicit against any of these crimes against humanity, you are going down. I promise you. You will be held accountable. This was an open letter and a public notice that was given to the U.S. military. Again, I'm going to read to who this was directed to. This was an open letter and public notice to the U.S. military. The Pentagon Joint Chiefs, Flag Officers, Provost Marshal, Inspector General, and Office of Management and Budget, the U.S. Corporation and its agents and actors. I don't hear anybody out here discussing anything like this. Meanwhile, people are talking about Chris Rocket and the health slapped out of him by Will Smith. All the while, people are discussing that in and out of every gas station that I go walking into. Like, oh, do you see what happened with, you know, I, I, he was just he was just defending his wife. Guys, stop. Don't you realize that was a stunt? That was a stunt. That was actually a stunt in a commercial in one, and you guys didn't even realize it. Whatever it is that Will Smith's wife had, I forgot what it was called, a apacacia, apacacia, or whatever it is. Whatever she had, and I'm butchering the word, forgive me, but whatever she had that caused her hair to be short, there is a treatment out there that helps with that. Oh, and guess what? That treatment is developed by, you guessed it, Pfizer. Which, by the way, was a proud sponsor of the Oscars. Pfizer. When Chris Rock made that joke, did you not see the delay and upset reaction from his wife and then Will? The, his wife was still laughing after he made the joke. And then when she realized that the cameras were on her live boom right away oh crap gotta go right into my acting mode Boop, i'm upset all the while will smith is still laughing at the joke that chris rock made and then all of a sudden cameras went back up to chris rock as he looked like he was about to continue to talk and then all of a sudden he's saying oh, 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 oh. here comes will smith walking up like he's some macho freaking guy right and he slaps him, at least what appeared to be. You heard the slap sound before the freaking before his hand made contact with his face. I mean, everything about that was fake, guys. Listen, it's Hollywood. Just like pro wrestling. It's not real. It's fake. It's all a show. But guess what? The next day or two, that's all everybody was talking about. Oh, did you see what happened? Did you did you happen to see the video of Will Smith smacking the hell out of Chris Rock? No, I didn't. You know why? Because I don't give a crap about the freaking Oscars. Their ratings suck. They need reasons for people to get taught. And I tell you what, I will admit, they did it brilliantly because everybody talked about them. 
after the last couple of days, probably still talking about him. Oh, here we are right here. And I don't even care about it. And we're talking about it. But why am I talking about it? I'm telling you because while they're trying to make you see what's going on in the left hand, watch the right hand. Watch the right hand behind the back and what's happening. There's a lot of deception and deceit and a lot of distractions that are occurring. Why? Because there's big things happening in the background that you will not hear in the news. It's not what you hear in the news. It's what you don't hear. You need to be aware of. Don't be fooled, guys. I know this was a long podcast, and I know some of what I read may have sounded boring, but I'm telling you, if you go back and re-listen to it, kind of like a complex movie, sometimes you got to re-watch it twice or three times to really understand it. You might want to go back and listen to what I just read. It's very relevant with what we are seeing in present day today. Again, don't be fooled with what's going on out there. On the news, on the radio, do not be fooled. We're going to close this out with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. Not just for another day of life and good health, but we thank you for all that you have opened our eyes to. Thank you for the assemblies of states and the people for getting this nation back on track. We will get back to self-governance and return you back at the top of the throne. Why? Because that's where you were supposed to be at in the very beginning until the wrong factions took you out. But no more. We repent of our sins as a nation and individually, and we ask that you forgive us of those sins and so we can restore this land and take out the garbage. We will return America to where it needs to be, a constitutional Republican form of government with you at the top of the throne. We will not stop and we will keep going. We pray for more discernment. Be our light. Be our guiding beacon on the hill. Guide us. Give us our directives. Give us our orders and we'll listen. Guide our spirits. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And remember... As it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is what it means to be a hardliner. We are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We are warriors for Christ, and this is the Lord's fight. And Isaiah 42.13 reminds us, The Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war. He stirs up his fury. He shouts out his battle cry against his enemies. He shows his might. And that's what we will do, ladies and gentlemen. We will hold his hard line. And we will show his might. Have a good night. God bless and signing off until next time. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the day. That concludes our discussion. Remember, remember, it's all about being firm, steadfast, and uncompromising. Our job here is to expand the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. 
Thank you for listening to His Hardline, and don't forget to visit us at www.hishardline.com. Until then or the next time, we'll see you then. God bless.